What's up everyone and welcome to episode 113 of the Justin Insight podcast, a show where I, Tim Birkbeck, talk to people involved in the world of alternative music and find out what makes them tick. I uh, hope everyone's well, had a lovely week as usual, hope you enjoyed a bit of the sun if you were here in the UK over the weekend. Um, I'm surprised I'm not burnt to a crisp, to be honest, because I spent most of Saturday wandering about in the sun, um, but I'm relatively unscathed, so ginger skin rolling through for once, not being a lobster as I usually am as soon as I look at the sun, but yeah, um, yeah, I'm going to keep this this intro relatively brief because I haven't got a whole lot to inform you of. Um, one little kind of little, tiny bit of news, um, Cult of Luna recently announced that they're going to be doing a show in Brixton, so if you're a fan of Cult of Luna, go check that shit out, their new stuff sounds fucking rad. Um, but yeah, apart from that, not a whole lot, I went and saw Angel Dust last week in London, um, there'll be photos and a review of that up on alreadyheard.com in the near future. Um, so if you so wish go check that out once that is live it will be on our socials as per normal um, apart from that I've kind of got back into wrestling a little bit well I say get back into like I've still constantly watched, like been keeping tabs and watching it but since the Royal Rumble I've kind of wavered and weaned a little bit just because there hasn't been a whole lot that's grabbed me of interest that's been happening in WWE apart from NXT stuff uh, but we did have AEW's debut pay-per-view Double or Nothing uh, the other week which was really really fun um, and then this weekend just gone was NXT TakeOver 25 so yeah kind of renewed my interest and sort of kind of sparked ideas in my head for things going future things going future? things going forward in the future for this podcast bringing like wrestling back into that potentially I don't know I'm going to leave it until the new year because my brain just changes these things, but pinning that idea, basically. Anyway, I'm going to stop blathering. Let's get to our guest this week. Uh, and this week, I am joined by Pew 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 bassist Emmett O'Reilly. Um, we discussed what it was like for Emmett growing up in Canada, uh, how he was trained at playing the trumpet at uh, college and university, and that kind of put him on the path to, to a career in music um how he kind of fell into playing the bass for pew 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 and how things have kind of evolved for the band and how they're at the stature where they are now and signing to big scary monsters and so on and so forth so yeah uh please sit back enjoy the chat that i have with Emmett, and i'll see you on the other side Right, so joining me this week on the Justin Insight podcast is uh, Pew 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 bassist slash vocalist Emmett O'Reilly. Emmett, thank you very much for, for taking some time out of your very hectic schedule at the moment. How, how is everything in, in your world? Well, no problem, Tim. Thanks for having me. Uh, and yeah, everything is pretty good, pretty great, actually. Uh, we just got home from our longest tour yet, and it was a lot of fun. And, uh, we, yeah, we had a great time. We had some great shows, and it's good to be home, too. It's nice <laughs> yeah. to be able to, like, catch up with family and, uh, you know, get back into a routine and stuff like that. Um, so, yeah, everything is pretty pretty great right now. <laughs> well, I guess the, the tour's a, a perfect place to, to start. As I kind of mentioned before, I sort of hit the record button, 
got to see you guys in in Brighton with Spanish Love Song. So, how was the the tour in general, and, and were there any particular highlights? Uh, I can't say enough good things about it. To be honest, <laughs> I'm I'm a fan of touring in general. It's like it's definitely something that's not for everybody, but I uh, I really get a kick out of like being on the road. Yeah, and uh, the the whole thing, uh, and getting to do it with a band like Spanish Love Songs, who are not only awesome to watch every night, but really, really awesome to hang out with every night, too. Um, yeah, we just had an amazing time, and uh, we uh, it, it felt the most like a vacation of any tour. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I think. Yeah, it was great. Um, and as I mentioned again before hitting the the sort of record button, obviously the show I do is called Justin Insight. As I mentioned, mm-hmm. I like to take take my guests back to their their roots and their origins so to say so the question i always pose to to sort of kick things off is what was your kind of first exposure to to punk and alternative music like what kind of got you to fall in love with the genres uh okay well i mean definitely not i'm, I'm gonna get some flack for associating this with punk I guess. <laughs> it's definitely pop punk um but I remember when I was in, like, grade six or something like that, I was on the bus, and this uh, this older kid had, like, a disc man with a CD he had burned. Right. And, uh, and he let me listen to it, and I was checking it out, and I got to uh, I got to this one song, and it was In Too Deep by Sum 41. Right. Nice. Nice. And I was like, man, what is this? And he <laughs> told me, like, what he thought it was or whatever. And, uh, yeah, I went, and as soon as I saved up the money, I, like, bought all their CDs and like really got into some 41 for a while so that was sort of the first like punk-ish band yeah that uh i went crazy for you know um and yeah it sort of just kicked off from there i guess so i guess like when sort of kind of doing a bit more of your own kind of exploration and kind of i guess, I guess everyone sort of has that kind of entry point of sort of for a lot of people, uh, I, I think we're kind of a similar age, so it was sort of, as you say, kind of Offspring, Green Day, Sum 41, that kind of generation sort of thing. And then mm-hmm. kind of people went off in their own avenues. So what what kind of bands were you then turning to? Uh, it, it's funny, actually. Like I, I definitely got into uh, your Green Days and your Blink-182s of the world after that, you know, yeah. like... Obviously, if you start getting into Sum 41, you're pretty quickly going to hear about them and, like, you know, Rancid and No Effects and stuff like that. Uh, so for a couple of years, I was kind of listening to that. And then I really got turned on to metal for a while. Right. So it, it was actually only, like, a year or so where I was like, all right, like, pop punk, this is great. And then I really took, like, a hard left for <laughs> yeah. a few years. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, what what got me back was against me right um, when i first heard against me which was like i think pretty late compared comparatively i i was like I, I think it was right when new wave came out okay uh and then i just sort of like got into their back catalog too and like that really uh that made me a punk again for sure yeah yeah and so in terms of kind of your personal sort of like musical exploration obviously play bass in in PPP but obviously I know that you play various other instruments as well so when you were kind of growing up what was the the, the key instrument I guess that you were drawn to in the first instance um 
definitely guitar, although I, I took piano lessons first, actually. Okay. I, when I was a little kid, like, my sis, my older sister was taking uh, piano lessons, so I was like, that's pretty cool. Mm. I'd better do that. Uh, but I was uh, really drawn to the guitar, and that was what I played through, like, I started when I was, like, 10, I guess, and then played through high school. And when I got to my first year of university, uh, a band that I really had looked up to a lot in high school, like, there were kids uh, my age and a couple years older than me, but, you know, they played in this awesome band that was then called Street Core. Okay. Uh, asked me to join as their bass player. Um, they're, they're stuck out here now, which is a band that I still play in. Uh, but that was sort of the only reason I really started playing bass was to help those guys out. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. I, sorry, I got a bit off track with no. that one, but yeah. They're, uh, yeah. That was how it all started, I guess. <laughs> so, so if we kind of go, go back a little bit, so what, what was the, obviously you said like sister learning the piano, but so what was the draw to to the guitar was it that you were kind of exploring like bands that were guitar music like what was the kind of fascination with the guitar yeah definitely i mean it, it was funny like it started because my dad had an acoustic guitar and like i was a little kid who just thought that you know i i wanted to do exactly what my dad was doing so right we did like pick up his guitar and like try and mess around uh but probably around the time when i heard that Sum 41 song was when I thought like whoa I I should learn how to play this thing yeah yeah and, uh, yeah. and then because whereabouts because I know you obviously PPP sort of based around sort of Toronto and stuff but did you grow up in Toronto or did you grow up in a different area I grew up in <clears throat> excuse me um out, just outside of a small town called Exeter right um that was where I went to high school and everything. It's like a, I, I want to say 4,000 population town, so it's pretty small. Right. You kind of know everybody. Um, yeah. So the, the, the reason I ask, because I always just, I find this kind of interesting, especially when I'm talking to people that are from either Canada or the States or something like that, where the country's a lot larger than my own sort of thing. Um, it's, just, it's just kind of find out what their, their sort of music scene was like growing up. So... Was there much of one in Exeter, or did you kind of have to travel to go to shows? Like, what was the kind of vibe like? You know what? I, I feel like I was really lucky, because uh, Exeter had an awesome music scene. Like, uh, right before, like, like I guess I first started becoming aware of it when I was in, like, grade 7 or 8, that there were these, like, battle of the bands going on at the high school. Right. And so, like, you would go check it out. And, like, the, the kind of thing that was going on in... Huron County, which is like Exeter and a few other towns make up the county. Um, it was it was a lot of like really like deathcore kind of stuff. Okay. And uh, you know there were a couple of punk bands like uh, Streetcore, which I mentioned earlier, and um, who else? Like I, I played in a, a couple punk bands, but like called a short circuit and deny the threat when we were uh, getting started to uh you know it we wanted to contribute to an already like really awesome scene and there were like so many great bands that sort of popped up we would just sort of book the legion and put on shows um yeah it, it was 
great. People came out as well, you know, like a, a lot of the people from the high school would come out to see these shows, and like it was a, a pretty thriving thing. Yeah. Um, I don't know if it's still going on, and I guess maybe even if it was, I, I wouldn't be privy to it. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I hope so, you know. it's uh, It was a really cool thing. So, because the, the other reason I ask that is because I always think with sort of musicians and stuff, especially within the kind of punk DIY community, like, there's a lot of the, the feeling that I can, you see some somebody live and you think, oh, well, I can emulate that. So, were there kind of, was there like a gig or a moment that you remember going to that you think sort of the, sw- the switch flips and thought, where you thought, right, I... I'm learning to play the guitar, and now I want to go out and do this live sort of thing. Hmm. Yeah, I think, uh, yeah, it would have definitely been one of those Battle of the Bands that I was talking about yeah. in high school. I, I remember, I think I was in grade 8, and I went, and uh, there was this band, I want to say they were called Bleeding Green. <laughs> wow. Uh, and I remember them playing and just being so, like, like the guitar player was like cracking jokes to his friends who were in the crowd and stuff like not really like giving a shit and uh like they you know i just thought like these are just like people i know just like having fun on stage you know but like they are like ripping it up too and uh another band called short change played last that night and they had these songs you know like that also made me think like wow you you can just be a kid or just like a couple years older than me and like write great songs with like a, a you know nice melody in the chorus and everything yeah and uh that was a, a pretty cool gig for me i think so then in terms of you kind of exploring the, the world of music yourself obviously you say kind of learning from the acoustic guitar but then kind of when you were starting looking to form bands and things what was your your very first band like what was it kind of influenced on that sort of some 41 sort of vibe or was it a bit more punky like what what kind of sound was your very first band i think uh, you can absolutely say we were influenced by that some 41 vibe. <laughs> we, were, we were called grit 22 oh nice <laughs> and uh, yeah i remember we played i actually just uh my friend travis who he played in that band with me and with uh the other two bands, Short Circuit and Deny the Thread, in high school. And uh, I was just talking to him the other week, and he gave me this flash drive that had a Grid 22 performance. Oh, wow. Uh, which was pretty crazy. We we do a Goldfinger cover. Nice. And uh, I think, like, Boulevard of Broken Dreams or something like that. <laughs> so, yeah, it was, like, it was just full-on pop punk. I think we wrote two songs. We had at least one. But I'm pretty sure we had a second. <laughs> and but yeah that was that was the first band. and kind of by the sounds of things it kind of sounds like once you sort of got started that you were pretty sort of consistent in wanting to sort of do music sort of thing so was that the case that you almost kind of got the bug like once you started performing live that you were just sort of oh, I'm, now I'm in this band now I'm doing this band sort of thing was it always one after the other sort of thing uh, yeah totally me and this Travis character who I mentioned, uh, we grew up next door to each other. And okay. We started playing guitars together when we were, uh, like, young, you know, when we first started playing guitar, essentially. 
and um, we started <laughs> Grid 22 when we were in grade six, and then ever since then, like all throughout high school, we had bands, and we kind of parted ways after that when I moved to Toronto for school, um, but each of us have both kept on having bands. Mm. Um, it, yeah, it's. I don't think there's been a point in my life since I was like uh, 11 years old that I haven't had a band. Oh, wow, okay. Yeah, it's, uh, it's fun. I love it. <laughs> um, and you mentioned, obviously, kind of the, the move to Toronto for, well, for school, but obviously that's kind of where people sort of relate you to, to now, well, and especially the band kind of thing, but the move to Toronto, did that kind of shift your sort of musical sort of, I guess, education in a way, in terms of going to a bigger city, but maybe having a bit more sort of variety available to you? Did did you kind of feel a change once you moved to Toronto? A hundred percent. I, yeah, it was like, it, it was very different. I, yeah. I went to um, a music school for trumpet. Oh, wow. So I was, doing, I was doing like this classical stuff during the day, which uh, I didn't really appreciate at the time. Um, and then at night I would kind of like run out and there was this like incredible punk scene uh, that I somehow well I got turned on to through uh, stuck out here mm. um, before I was in the band they were coming into Toronto and playing with these bands like uh, attention and junior battles and um, who else like dig it up would come from Montreal okay. and like shared arms from Windsor like these insanely good bands um and so yeah it was a it was a really exciting time being at school here because the the music scene was just everything i wanted to see at yeah. that time you know and i just want to kind of unravel the the trumpet bit for a minute if that's cool so you, how did that kind of come about if you did, so are you are you a classically trained musician in that aspect uh, yeah, in in that aspect, yeah, I, I started um, doing that in high school, I guess, just for, like, you know, I wanted to do music class, and you have to play, like, a, either a wind instrument or a percussion instrument, mm. so, um, yeah, ended up with the trumpet, and stuck with the trumpet, and I still play from time to time today. Well, because, so, when you were doing, was it... I don't want to kind of diminish the, the fact, but was it that just kind of a case of, right, this was my way of kind of pursuing music on an academic level and sort of, but also doing my, my punk thing on the side kind of thing? Yeah, definitely. I uh, I remember like trying to decide if I wanted to go to school for trumpet or for guitar. And I made the decision because I wanted to, guitar to just like be fun. Right. So, yeah, went for a trumpet instead. <laughs> That's fair enough. Um, and then if we kind of get on to sort of, I guess, the more quote-unquote serious sort of band thing. So you mentioned kind of obviously being asked to, to play bass um, for Stuck Out Here. So was that kind of the, the first band that, I guess, was quote-unquote touring or were you, had you done anything before that? Uh, no, that was the first band that toured. I mean, with 
with Deny the Threat, myself and, and the drummer, <clears throat> uh, Malcolm, set up a couple mini tours. Like, we would go as far as, like, you know, Cambridge or Kitchener or once to, uh, like, Nottawa near Wasaga Beach. Mm. Um, which is, like, a three-hour drive or something like that. Right. Um, but then, yeah, we stuck out here. It That was the first, like, touring band. And we all lived in Toronto, or Pat lived in Hamilton at that point, who's the drummer, um, but that's, like, a half hour away from Toronto, so we made it work. And uh, we all live in Toronto now. But, yeah, we did, like, a run to... From Pusa Fest, which is in Montreal, um, down through Vermont into like Philly and New York and Long Island. Mm. I remember that was in like 2013, and that was the first like real tour. Yeah. Uh, and uh, yeah, a, a couple of like jaunts around Ontario and like into Montreal and stuff like that. So yeah, it was good. And I guess kind of going right back to when we started this conversation, you saying kind of having the the love for for touring so was that a a bug that immediately kind of bit you because i think for for some people myself included in this like they kind of when you mention touring like you have a an image maybe in your head of how things are going to go and it may not necessarily match that image but then sort of the love of touring comes a little bit later but was it something that you'd instantly sort of gravitated to and hooked onto um yeah, I think so. I mean, especially, like, it, it took... I, I was a pretty late comer to the touring game. Yeah. Um, and I think I always sort of wanted to do it, maybe because of that, you know? I, I saw, like, other bands doing it. So And because I saw a lot of other bands doing it before I did it myself, I don't think I really had too many uh, grand ideas about what it would be like... Um, so it, it yeah it really felt pretty comfortable and, <laughs> yeah. and exciting once it once it started you know yeah and in terms of kind of you mentioned kind of joining stuck out here obviously they asked you to play bass and obviously you'd been sort of a guitarist the majority of the time so was it a weird transition for you to go into bass playing in a, in a band in that position because I think a lot of guitarists will see that they're kind of either a lead sort of role in, in said band in terms of writing. So was it strange for you to kind of go into about an already established band as a bassist? Um, I think it would have been a little bit, except I was a huge stuck out here fan. Right. Okay. A big big nerd about it, you know? Um, so I, I was really just excited to be asked yeah um so uh yeah it felt pretty natural because you know you you start off just like learning all the old songs and that sort of gave me a window into like how to play the bass a little bit um and then you can kind of apply it to whatever you you write with the band you know and you you have that in your back pocket now yeah and then i'm kind of jumping forward a little bit but so talk me through the journey between sort of stuck out here and the startings of PPP. What, what were there other bands in the interim or was it kind of mainly stuck out here? Like, talk me through that path. Uh, there was 
a period where I was playing in a lot of bands. Right. Uh, at the same time, Stuck Out Here has and still is going strong. We're we're actually putting out an album at the end of the month. Oh, nice. And, uh, yeah, but that's that's the only one that's uh, that I'm still very consistently still with. Um, but Pew 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 was another established band um, that Stuck Out Here played with on occasion. Mm. Um, and at that point, it was a five-piece uh, Mike, Ryan, Dave, uh, Brody, and Jordan. And they were great. We always like had a laugh, had a great time playing with them. Um, there was a, a great crew of people that would come to the shows and stuff like we uh yeah it, it was always a really good time playing with uh, with this band pvp and a lot of the songs that were on the first record uh were around at that point too yeah um so yeah that's that's how those guys came into the picture for me anyway so how, how did you actually come to to join the band then uh well we stuck out here did a weekend tour with them to Ottawa and Montreal, I think, and then back home. Mm. Um, and I got a call from Mike because Jordan was going to leave the band. Mm. Um, Ryan was going to move up to playing guitar because Ryan was playing bass at that point. And uh, they needed a bass player. So they asked, he asked me if I would go on this, uh, I think it was like a week-long tour with them just to like try it out. Yeah. Uh, we did that and here we are <laughs> and I guess because of with your kind of earlier startings with, with sort of Sun 41 but as you mentioned kind of the, the band that kind of brought you back was sort of against me and you even from that earlier sort of pew 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 stuff that there is that against me kind of influence you can hear it sort of riding through so when you kind of joined the band I know you mentioned obviously you'd kind of already met them and had sort of uh, sort of a repertoire with them but because you'd kind of had that grounding in your own sort of musical background was it quite an easy sort of fit for you to, to, to join those guys uh, yeah I mean yeah I guess so I mean they're <laughs> very easy guys to get along with yeah um and uh it's yeah i i love again like i was a huge fan of the band before joining so like uh i had a great time learning the songs and like yeah it it was definitely easy in that sense yeah Mm. so in terms of kind of where the band is now obviously i think a lot of people have obviously gravitated towards the new record but there's obviously a lot of love for, for the old record as well but for from my perspective I think I don't know I think with the the latest record there kind of seems to be a bit more of a a kind of growth and maturity about the band so would you say that's a, a kind of a fair assessment? Uh, yeah I think I think you could say that I think we, we were just trying for something different you know mm. and uh, <clears throat> it, I think it certainly came out sounding a bit grown and matured yeah. but uh, but yeah you know it, we uh, we we all have like really different taste in music too so we like to come at things from different directions every time I think so mm. I mean it, 
not that like it still had a lot in common with the first album of course but it, it was nice to just like stretch a different muscle you know yeah and kind of in terms of like I guess that like the sound as a as a whole I, I think I don't know for for me there's a there's very much kind of like a a skate punk vibe to it but also kind of especially on the the newer album there's kind of a bit of a thrash not not thrash metal but like a faster pace I guess is a bit is a better way to say it so when you were kind of coming up with the the ideas for this new record like what were the kind of themes that were kind of being chucked around when you were sort of discussing things question (laughs) the record kind of came together over a long period of time yeah um so i think a lot of things came up like we we definitely were feeling a bit more serious i think Mm. so i think like some of that comes out in the music you know like we uh did a lot of questioning about whether trying to be in a band was a good idea. Yeah. Um, and, uh, it, yeah, maybe some of that sort of translated into, like, the playing, and the, it definitely translated into the songwriting. Mm. And you kind of mentioned there, obviously, sort of, like, about kind of taking it a bit more, sort of, seriously in, in some aspects, and I think, there, I think from kind of, like, the, the earlier sort of, phases of of the band there was not i wouldn't say maybe a a naivety but like there was a bit of a reputation of you guys were like the fun loving band sort of thing so do you feel that like that i guess that's kind of where i came from like with the maturity kind of aspect of things whereas like this record feels like it's still Uh got that very much upbeat positive kind of sound to it but it's there's a bit more kind of (laughs) <laughs> without the sounding horrible a bit more structure to, to it sort of thing and it, it seems like it's a bit more kind of polished in, in some aspects so do you feel that like I guess that's just as, as, as the band has grown that's kind of come naturally or was that sort of a conscious effort on your part I think it's just come naturally really um, I mean Mike and Ryan are, are wonderful songwriters mm. and uh, they've got a lot of uh, a lot of ideas going on inside their heads, and uh, all together, like with Dave and with me, and we we like to, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I guess it was just kind of, yeah. I I, I guess I keep going, coming back to it was just like natural for us to want to try something a little different. Yeah, and in terms of kind of your sort of personal kind of music taste obviously I know that as you say you were kind of brought into playing bass through kind of necessity a little bit and you do you do a little bit of so- solo stuff on on the side is that correct or am I if I misread no, that's, that? that's true um, yeah just some songs I've sort of written on my own so of the band. W- was that kind of just because you'd miss playing guitar or was it just something that you kind of had go- an idea that had been going around in your head like where did that kind of side of things come into it um I wanted to write songs because um 
I was really inspired by like what Mike and Ryan were doing and mm. what Cam and Ivan were doing and stuck out here. Um, and so I just sort of started to try and write songs. I found a lot of them like turned out to my liking, but not necessarily suited for either band. Right. Uh, and that was kind of where the idea came from. It was just just sort of a way to get stuff out, I guess. Yeah. And in the, I guess in that aspect, like, because obviously, with you being in in stuck out here as well, is there ever times where, I don't know if you're kind of like just muddling around at home sort of thing, playing well with some riffs or something. Do you specifically like think, oh, I'm writing, I'm now writing for Stuck Out Here, and now I'm writing for PPP, or is it just you write what you write, and then kind of if it sounds right for one band, then you'll take it to that band, or vice versa, sort of thing? Um, I have done both before. I think mm. um, there's yeah, definitely been specifically with with PPP. There have been times where I've sort of sat down and said to myself like okay try and write a pvp song yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it's it's harder than you would think it's very hard um but yeah some a lot of the, the times i think the best step is just the stuff that you sit down and write as naturally as you can and yeah see where it lands. and in terms of kind of i guess like i know with lyrically especially like in pvp like you do do some vocals, but you're maybe not necessarily the vocalist, so to say. But it's that when it comes to sort of writing vocals within the band, is it kind of something that's done by committee? Because I know obviously, like the the three of you obviously do do a bit of vocals in the band. So is it something that's done by committee, or is it done by one person and then kind of said, right, you're doing this bit, you're doing that bit? How how does that dynamic work? Um, there's always like the main melody line is always one person usually, yeah. usually what will happen is like mike or ryan or i will come to the group with a finished song or at least like a a simplified version of mm. um and usually like the other two will sort out harmonies but other than that like the song is is pretty set yeah and then in terms of kind of going back to your kind of solo stuff, like sticking on that kind of idea of sort of themes and stuff, as you mentioned, it was stuff that was written that maybe didn't necessarily fit either band, but you were kind of inspired by what the other guys in PPP were doing. So were you kind of, again, feeding off any particular sort of themes or anything when you were writing those, those stuff? Or was it just, again, sort of train of thought, had to get it down on paper kind of idea? Um, well, yeah, I don't know. Not exactly either, I guess. I I feel like um, when I like writing best, you know, I usually start with, like, a a melody that sounds like something, mm. and then I just sort of, like, figure out what words it sounds like. <laughs> yeah. Um, something that makes sense or something that kind of impact, impacts me. Usually that's where I end up, like, getting a topic from. Right. Um. So it, it's yeah, I mean it's a little wishy washy and uh, slow, but it's I find it's nice to like chase a song out like that. Yeah, no, I think that like because I know people that sort of as you say they'll have maybe 
kind of like lyrics completely written but won't have any song structure at all so then they try and form a song into that sort of thing so i guess like if you're doing it that way it kind of forms naturally in in some aspects i guess yeah i mean i've i've heard people like say before about how you just are you don't write a song you're given a song you know? <laughs> yeah I don't, I don't know if I buy into that necessarily, but uh, <laughs> maybe. I mean, that, I guess that's sort of what I'm talking about. You know? Yeah. Um, I just want to obviously just focus on kind of ultimate lifestyles a little bit, just in terms of kind of uh, audience response to it. Because as I, as I say, from my perspective, it feels like a, a natural pros- progression for you guys and a bit more of a kind of a... A mature step like that that's just purely my my perspective here. but what's kind of the the reaction been for from fans of you guys what what have you kind of seen that people have, have kind of have they been sort of majority positive have there been things that you weren't expected that have been kind of come out for since it's been released absolutely both uh i think it's been really great people seem to to really like it which is a great feeling uh it's it's awesome uh big surprises included like a lot of people in england wanted to hear the song the polynesian which is about like a place in wisconsin yeah uh we hadn't been playing it because we just figured it was too uh specific an experience and like no one would really care but <laughs> you know it, it seems like uh even songs yeah i feel like we were able to get more specific and people uh kind of got down with that you know mm. do you feel that like in that kind of aspect so like, with being a bit more specific that and I guess this kind of hops back to the kind of taking things a bit more seriously as well that you as a band have maybe shown yourselves a bit more to to your fan base and that has kind of made a bit more of a connection on a kind of a personal level rather than as I said earlier like people maybe have had previously seen you as kind of the fun band, so to say. Yeah, totally. I, I think every time you release something, you uh, it, it's a great chance to like show a bit more of yourselves to uh, everybody. Mm. So it's uh, yeah, it, it's uh, it's nice that people have been receiving that well. And <laughs> <laughs> um, and before I kind of start to to round things off, Emmett, just because. I've now I have put the the puzzle pieces together because I thought it was you, but now you've mentioned trumpet, I know it is you. Uh, that you obviously were part of the Respire record. Oh yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, was. So how did that kind of come about? Because I absolutely love that record. Like that was one of my favorite oh. records of last year. So um, yeah, obviously, just want to kind of get how you sort of came to be part of that family. Like how was it like? working i guess putting trumpet into something that is a heavier kind of form like it's something that's not necessarily heard that often but in this case worked incredibly well well thanks yeah <laughs> that, uh, i mean i went to school like when i went to university Egan, who is the one of the lead vocalists yeah. and um, the main like lyricist for the band um, and guitar player and uh, he was uh, just kind of a guy like I knew him we hung out a couple times and um, 
but I, I more knew him on the, the periphery of things, but he knew I played trumpet, mm. um, and he had seen me at, like, a couple shows, I think, like, we, you know, we, we had hung out a couple times and sort of swapped notes on music, and he asked me if I would come and play trumpet in this band he was starting, um, which was Respire. At that point, yeah, it was, I think they had had, like, two or three practices, so, like, things were pretty fresh. So, uh, the nice part was I was kind of able to write with them, mm. as opposed to, like, writing over stuff that they already had. Yeah. Um, and it was great. It, it really was a lot of fun. They're a, a wonderful, wonderful family of people. Yeah. Is that the case? Because, obviously... With your kind of input into the band, there's obviously only kind of certain parts where you're sort of involved and things like that. So, when, I guess when they're kind of doing live shows and tours and things, is it for for you? Is it a case of if you're available, then you'll go out with them, sort of thing? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, it's it's been cool. Actually, someone I I went to school with, Eslin, who's a violin player, has joined the band since and like did. A ton of the writing on the second record. Yeah. Um, and so she fills all the gaps that I sort of leave, and okay. when I have to be available, uh, we are able to like have a nice little duet orchestra section. So it's uh, it's a lot of fun. That's cool. And mm. and just to kind of bring things kind of full circle, obviously, you mentioned the way that you kind of came to be in PPP was through sort of playing with them with stuck out here sort of thing so for fa- fast forwarding now to 2019 do do the two bands still play together occasionally or is that kind of long and distance in the past sort of thing well we haven't played together in a long time um yeah, we'll, we'll play the occasional football game together. <laughs> or uh, Cam comes out. Pat, I think Pat's been there a couple times, too. Uh, but, yeah, we uh, yeah I guess we haven't really played together a lot since then, but, um, like, Pew doesn't play a ton in Toronto anymore. Yeah. Um, it, it's just kind of hard to line up the schedules, really, but, yeah. Cool. All right, um, Emmett, how I like to, to round things off is to, to ask my guests what their favourite song is, but with a bit of a twist. So, okay. So, what is your favourite PPP song that you like to play live, and why? Oh wow! Okay, that's a great question. <laughs> um, I think. Oh damn! I might have to think about this for a second. <laughs> that's cool. No worries. <laughs> um, I have always loved playing "Hanging Out," mm-hmm. and it's one that we don't really play a lot anymore. But uh, that, it's it's a really fun one. Um, it I, I think it's got like a, a pretty like breezy fun bass part. To play. Yeah, and it's uh, obviously like a fun one to sing. Yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, no no further reasons. <laughs> no, that's absolutely fine. I've had I've had uh, specifically bass players in the past pick a song that they like to play just because they have the lead bit in it so that's an absolutely <laughs> valid reason so that's absolutely yeah, cool oh, definitely I mean obviously like Blood Clot is nice for that reason too I get my little uh, doodly doop moment <laughs> yeah. 
Perfect. Yeah, they're, they're all fun. It depends on the night. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. Emmett, thank you very much for your time. I really appreciate it. Um, and no hopefully, problem, Tim. Thanks for talking to me. Hopefully see you guys back on, on our shores sooner rather than later. You bet. I'm hoping so. Perfect. Cheers. Talk to you later. Take care. Bye. So there we have it, folks. A massive thank you again to Emmett for having a little chat with me. Um, as always, you can keep up to date with what Pew 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 are doing on all the relevant social media platforms, which will be linked in the description of this episode. Um, and remember as well, if you're a fan of this episode, if you're a fan of the show in general, please subscribe uh, on any podcast platform. Podcast, podcast platform that you're listening to this on, whether it be. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Acast, SoundCloud, wherever. Just give us, a, if you can give us a subscribe, give us a little review, rate the episodes, rate the show. Really, really means the world to us. Um, we'll be back next week for regular programming as per usual. But I just want a little caveat side note. A week after that, we will be at Download Festival, um, which somehow in my life now, in at the ripe age of 30 this is the first year I'm actually ever going to download so I'm very excited um, but yeah we'll probably have a review episode going up of that after that so just a heads up on that one um, and if you're at download come say hi I'm a 6 foot 2 ginger dude with a moustache cannot miss me well you probably can out of thousands of people at download but yeah if you see me come say hi um, but for now thanks again for joining me on the Justin Inside podcast and I'll see you soon